One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Cap Fam. Pre-show Elliot here. Just coming in to say that you can now vote for us to win a British Podcast Award. That's right, the Listener's Choice Awards are now open for voting. If you head to britishpodcastawards.com, you can vote for us in the Listener's Choice category, but you have to do it before the 5th of September 2023, and we could win a big, shiny podcasting prize. Vote Saxon. I mean Cap. Vote Cap. Love you all. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with your two best friends. Damla. And Elliot. We've we've made it. We're here. It's the end. We're not we've not been prepared. <laughs> no, absolutely not not prepared whatsoever. My god, how are you? I'm doing good. God, how god. it's been ages since I've seen you. Yeah, literally saw you like watch twenty minutes ago? Yeah, I mean, I've eaten since then, so. Yeah, some carrots, peanut butter, weird mm. combination, but I respect it. Mm. And an orange. Oh, actually. And orange. Satsuma. A satsuma. Um, I had a vegerami, which is a pepperami, but the veggie version, which sounds Ooh. disgusting, and it is, but I like it. I, I No, I could imagine, actually, it's quite nice, because pepperamis are basically just mechanically separated bits of offal that aren't real meat. Oh, so Probably quite nice. Awful. That word is so vulgar. Oh my god! It's like the Russell's burgers, right? When they're like, "Yeah, we've got a vegan Russell's burger." It's like, "Yeah, no shit." Most of your burgers are textured vegetable protein anyway. <laughs> I tried that. I tried a vegan Russell's chicken burger, and it was actually not bad. No, no, they're they're vegan. Their vegan burgers are really good because they taste exactly like their regular burgers because their regular burgers contain basically no meat. Exactly. Very nice. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> hello. Not everybody. sponsored by Rustlers. <laughs> no, unless they want to be. In which case, Rustlers help me stay lathered up. 
And on a vegetarian diet. Yes. But anyway, we're good. We're yeah, here, look, we're queer. Yeah. We can't even do the, we can't even pretend to do the pleasantries because it's literally like, yeah, 20 minutes apart. But we're back. We're here. It's the end. And the moment has not been prepared for, as we've said. But do you know what is prepared? Three males. <laughs> You're putting a lot of faith into me to have prepared them. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding! I did it earlier. I'll get them out now. I'm going to reach into my bag. I keep wanting to say, because it's funnier, and it's a funnier word, um, is that whenever I refer to the mailbag, I always want to call it sack. But I know that... Sack. But it just I know that it's going to elicit nothing but disgusting laughs. You know, I you know I hate that word. So yeah, but it's it's much better than bag. But I know that yeah, it's just going to be like you know we have to take it seriously. If I'm like okay, and now I'm just reaching in sack sack. Our first email goes as follows: Hello, Damola and Elliot. My name is Michaela. She, her, and I just wanted to say that you guys are genuinely brilliant. I came upon your podcast a couple of months ago, and was so excited to find such a good Doctor Who conversation podcast. I have a few things I need to uh, to thank you for. Uh, so I'm just going to write a list. Thank you for showing your light on the epic and underrated characters of Jackie Tyler and Harriet Jones, former Prime Minister. Hey. These two women have my heart and I would do anything for them. Number two, thank you for changing my opinion on Love and Monsters. I first watched it when I was 14 and I was like, mm, no, never looked back. However, since listening to you both express your love for it, I decided to rewatch it, and dear God, I've never been more wrong in my life. It is now my favourite comfort episode. <laughs> the Elton asking Ursula out for a Chinese is now... Tattooed on my brain. It's so good. Brackets justice for Mr. Skinner. We've done that for a few people now, haven't we? Good. It's such a good episode. Mr. Skinner, will you join us? Not for the Chinese, though, if you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, thank you for discussing the genius of Murray Gold. That man does not get enough credit. That's true. That is true. It's true. He really doesn't. And last one, I promise. Thank you for giving the impossible planet, the Satan pit, their moment. My all-time favourite episode and greatest side characters of all time. Fight me. I won't fight you because if you listen to the episode, I'm just sure you know, these are probably... It's a constant battle, but they are probably my favourite episodes of the show ever. Yeah, so, so good. So I'm cover on board with that, Michaela. Sorry for the long email, but I just wanted to ask if you can make any side character or characters, e.g. Linda, Ricky, Jake, Mrs. Moore, a long-term companion, who would it be? And who and if you could cast anyone as the Doctor and their companion, who would you choose? Thank you both. Keep being fantastic, Michaela. P.S. I completely agree that Adam is a slimy little shit. If he if I were in the show and saw him walking down the street, I would continually follow him playing the Adams Family theme on repeat just to watch his ridiculous forehead flap open and uh, shut unnecessarily. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, Damla, uh, if you could make a side character a long term companion, who would it be? Good question. My God, that is a really good question and a really hard question. I'm thinking of like more like side side characters here. So, because I'd always say Gwyneth because I love Gwyneth, but that, I'm not going to count that this week. I'm going to say Bliss. Bless, Bliss. Bless, Bliss. No, 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 I'm joking. I wouldn't do Bliss. Sorry, no. It is a joke. Sorry, I was just trying to be funny. You just work. have the whole of the London Investigation Detective Agency. I want the spin-off show. We want Linda spin-off. But in the actual show, it's made companion Sally Sparrow. That goes without saying. I love Sally, so yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I do love Sally Sparrow. Um, I would actually probably, I'm not stealing it from Michaela here. Honestly, I think Mrs. Moore, Angela Price. You know how much I loved her. 
Good, Good team, team, Mrs. Moore. Moore. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're so predictable. <laughs> it's gone, and if you cast anyone as the Doctor uh, and their companion, who would you choose? That's... Again, a very loaded I, and good question. Well, I, I my answer hasn't really changed for a long time. I don't know about Companion, so I will try and think. But uh, I've always said I'd love Jessica Hines to play the Doctor. Um, I think I probably mentioned it when we were talking about Human Nature, Family of Blood. I just love Jessica Hines. She's very good. Um, and I like I like an unknown Companion, to be honest. So I'd probably, you know, someone like... I mean, not that she's unknown, but, you know, someone like Millie Gibson, where they're kind of, they're kind of on TV, but they're not, like, superstars. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. I want. A... I have my doctor picked. Oh. The minute it came to my head, I was like, "Yeah, no, there's no other answer." Alicia Vikander is the doctor. I mean, flipping hell, that would be amazing. Like, no one can tell me that wouldn't be incredible. And her companion, I would say, I would love to have. This is probably quite a basic answer, and it's purely because I want to see them in the film together. But Florence Pugh. <laughs> Florence Pugh and Alicia Vikander, go on then. Give it to me. Go on then, if you're offering. Go on if you're offering. But yeah, definitely Alicia <laughs> Vikander as the Doctor. Definitely. Interesting. Uh-huh. Well, that was lovely. Thank you, Michaela. We hope we answered your questions to your satisfaction. Yeah, thank you. And we have a lovely short little one here from Brody. And they say, hey, Elliot and Dana. Big fan of the podcast. I'm a new listener and was looking for a Doctor Who podcast and stumbled across yours. And after listening to two episodes, I absolutely love it. It's fantastic and I look forward to hearing more discussions and debates in future episodes. Also, out of curiosity, I feel like we have gone through this before, but we will answer it just for you, Brody. Which classic Doctor Who companion is your favourite and why from Brody? I can't remember who said before. Probably. I feel like I feel like know. we might have I feel like it might have just been when we we're going through companions, I've been like I love this person, ah. and I've I've gone to the classic series because I'm what a nerd. Uh, I'm gonna say, in terms of being fair, uh, I'm gonna say Sarah Jane because that's the person I'm the most familiar with. Because it would be unfair to say anything else. I think so. I'm gonna say Sarah Jane. Mm. What about you? Um, I, I kind of want to abstain because lots of them. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a Nissa girly. You know this. Um, we know this. We know this. But we love Tegan. We love Ace. We love Sarah Jane. I feel like he—he's problematic. He's a problematic fave. But I do really have a soft spot for Stephen Taylor, as played by Peter Purvis. Yeah, but I love Ian. I love Barbara. I love all of them. What can I say? But yeah, I, I'm going with my truth, Nissa. But then it's close second, Stephen Taylor. Fair, love that. One day down, you're going to find it impossible to pick as well. <laughs> I am, and I can't yeah. wait for that day. And our final email is from Pierce. Hello, beautiful people. My name is Pierce. He, him. I want to quickly thank you for everything you're doing for the Doctor Who community. Ah, we don't, we don't have a community. We've got two thousand little gays in our phone, but we appreciate that. None of my mates watch the show. They are tasteless. So to listen and laugh along with you is like having a catch up with besties that I never had. Love you. No, love you. Love you. Okay, so I have a question regarding the 60th. Now, personally, I'm a slut for the first RTD era, and the fact that we all see David and Catherine coming back to our screens soon genuinely makes me want to cry. Now, for me, for you, I would love to see Rose and Martha <laughs> return. I quite like yeah. the idea of Martha running tortured with the help of Gwen, Rani, and Clyde. Bracket spin-off when. But when I say I want to see Rose back on screens, I mean Rose. 
Don't get me wrong, seeing Billy in the 50th was iconic, but I couldn't help feeling a little annoyed that we had zero interactions between her and David. I know Moffat didn't want to mess around with their storyline, but I feel like we were robbed. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. when I was younger, I loved the whole Rose and Meta crisis living uh, happily ever after thing, but now I'm grown. I dislike it. You're telling me Rose Tyler, the girl had spent years bouncing through the multiverse trying to find the Doctor, easily said goodbye to him, and went back to being trapped in the parallel universe? No! Listening to Big Fiddish's The Dimension Canon has only cemented the idea that Rose wouldn't let the Doctor go so easily. In my opinion, I think she should at least stayed on for the specials and parted in the end of time, with Ten sending her home before he regenerated. It would have been nice seeing the two characters have time to talk and have some proper closure. Ooh. Imagine the scenes we could have had. Crying emojis. So what are your thoughts on this? Sorry it's been so long, but I really had to vent. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thanks, Pierce. I love that. <laughs> no, too. no, no. Pierce. I've never thought about that. Like Rose staying on from journey's end until the end of time. And I know a lot of people, I can hear you fussing and moaning now. I don't care. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah there are people going, oh God, more Rose content. Ugh. Shut up. Well, shut up. It's not for you. She's for the girls only. She really is though. Yeah. I, I like the idea. I think I know I'm in two minds because I like the companionless aspects of the specials, but I do think that there is lacking some closure with Rose Tyler. Yes, agreed. I mean, sh- let's not save it. Save it. Pierce, you've opened up a can of worms. Yeah, because we may or may not have thoughts about the way Rose and Ten say goodbye to each other. But again, save it. Anyway, sorry, that's where the uh, that's where the transcript runs out. That's all I've got up to this week. So, <laughs> I can have one guess. I got bored of searching for emails. No, I'm kidding. Um, there was three of them. It's done. I plummeted through my bag. I found three emails, pulled them out at random, read them out. What more do you want from me? Anyway, <laughs> that was Three Mile Corner. <laughs> that was Three Mile Corner. And this is the finale of Series 3. Let's fucking get into it, babe, because my lord. <laughs> my sweet lord. <laughs> 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 oh, oh george just turned in his gosh. grave bless him <laughs> my sweet time lord am i right uh, <laughs> uh roll credits roll credits <laughs> Wow, look at those credits, aren't they Aren't they good? Amazing. Hello, welcome to the show. As you may have been able to tell from the start of the episode, we are talking about episode 13 of series 3 of Doctor Who. It's broadcast on the 30th of June 2007. It was directed again by Colin Teagues, written by Rusty Davis, and my God, it's called The Last of the Time Lords. <laughs> oh my God, Elliot, I have a fucking question for you. Do you know what the question is? I don't know what the episode's about. Ask it, ask it, ask it, ask it now, quickly. Go on, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's the end of I know what Google thinks about. I know what IMDb thinks it's about. I know what Twitter thinks it's about. Hell, I know what John Sim thinks it's about. But I don't know what you think it's about. <laughs> uh, um, this is about yeah. If you if you're if you're a, if you're a megalomaniac, uh, you know, a, a murderer, a bastard, a liar, um, <laughs> you know, just a terror, real fucking piece of shit. Um, be be nice to your wife because she will she will kill you. 
Um, yeah, just be nice to your partners, people. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, yeah, be nice to your partners in general, but also, you know, if you're going to be a, a dictator, you know, because she's, she's sleeping next to you. She could just, you know, stab you in the dark. But instead, she'll shoot you in the stomach. Anyway, just be nice. Wise up, yeah? Uh, Devil. <laughs> Wise up. What, what do you think it's about? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, kind of almost perfectly kind of lining up with yours, weirdly. That's weird. Um, oh, imagine. My, my advice is, and what this episode is giving and what the the advice this episode is giving what it's about is if someone doesn't appreciate you or respect you just get out get out so this is me getting out bye Elliot don't feel respected or loved see ya bye 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 now what (laughs) what 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 no one day I just want 10 to go what what if I don't get a what from 14 I'm gonna be very sad it would be so sad. Um, yes, we love references here. Fuck off. Anyway, what a fucking episode. I mean, listen, Jesus Christ. Wow. Jesus Christ. Before we go into any of it, though, Elliot, will you indulge me in a quick, probably 10-minute chat about Martha Jones, please? Please. Sure, because I feel like there's lots of broken up individual notes. I've got a lot of individual scenes that relate to Martha, but let's just do a big 10-minute casserole of Martha Jones chat. Because... I just have one thing to ask the world, really, the fandom, the world, whatever. Hmm. I truly, and pay heed to the words I'm saying, listeners, <laughs> I truly don't understand people who don't like or vibe with Martha as a companion because after this episode, especially, you're telling me that she doesn't deserve to be in at least the top five. Like, what do you mean? Like, there are so many people, and like, Especially when it comes to... Because on TikTok, where we get most of the attention to our content, Mm. there's loads of comments. And I've seen loads of comments about how people aren't really fond of Martha. Ooh. And I always ignore them and never respond because you're wrong. Um, I don't get it. Like, again, I respect everyone's opinion to an extent. And, like, I, you know, everyone has their favorite companion or whatever. But when people just don't like Martha, I don't understand it. Me either. I, I don't understand how you can watch this episode where the Doctor does nothing. He can't do anything. He's useless. Yep. The rest of the gang, yep. they try, but they can't. And it is Martha's genius, fighting spirit, determination, and understanding that she's not the second best who wins the day. It's amazing. It's so good. And I think, for me, the moment where it really clicks together is like a beautiful character arc that sometimes is frustrating, sometimes annoying, sometimes you hate 10. The moment where it clicks together, and seeing as we're all you know, talking about it now, I'm not going to be like, you know, uh, talk about the end of the episode. But yeah, 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 yeah. towards the end, when she's on the deck of the Valiant, you, know, you have the master be like, you know, you have companions who could absorb the time vortex. You're rubbish. Yeah. And if that yeah. is the moment yeah. where I'm just like, mm-mm, 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 because she's been yeah. you. She's yep. not rubbish. She's not she's not living in Rose's shadow. She's not not the doctor. She is a fucking hero. That's the thing though, because like I even made a note about this where it's like, even before she thinks she's about to die, she's still being compared to Rose. It's like, come on. We're beyond yeah. this now. And that's why I love it so much, because yeah, she just yeah. it cements yeah. it perfectly that almost as if the arc was intentional. Exactly. Like do you Imagine. know what they should have done? You know the title sequence with the taxi cab logo? It should have just said Martha Jones Martha for this who? episode. Martha who? Ekin who? Martha who? 
Anyway, if you watch Love Island, you get the reference. But anyway, um, I just think this it's it's interesting. I'm just gonna make a I'm just gonna make a statement here uh, and leave it at that because you can fill in the gaps. But if Rose were to do anything like this, Donna, Amy, Clara, they'd be heralded as like the best companion. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay, Rose took in the time. Look, we know Rose is our girly. Hold on a minute. Don't get it twisted. But like Rose took in the time vortex, which is a massive deal. Very, very big thing. Definitely nowhere near as impressive as what Martha's done. Sorry. No. Yet Martha is forgotten about and talked about as like um, a companion that isn't as iconic. And it's like, but why? There is actually no reason. She, right. Let's just, let's break it down. Okay. Let's break it down. The girl in a year went around the world and spread the word of the doctor, right? At the specific time at the countdown on that day to say the doctor. So she did that. She managed to do that. She went around the world and made up a lie about a gun in four parts that can kill a Time Lord. Fuck, who believes that? Not her. The rest of them did. But she managed to make that lie up. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She went unrecognized around the world. She wasn't caught. She was... Do you know what I mean? That responsibility that was put on her. She saved the world. Martha Jones saved the whole world. And yet people still aren't giving her her flowers and her recognition and everything that she deserves. Why is that? Listen to the year of Martha Jones. Um, Yeah. We we want to do an episode on it, right? We yeah. want to do an episode it's, on it at some point. It's yeah. a little like, I feel like the first episode's really good. It's a little formulaic in terms of, you know, arrive at a place, talk to some people, oh, the Toclophane are coming, run away. Um, but it does do some really interesting things and it helps just kind of flesh out this period. And it's more, it's more Freema. Yeah. You know, what What more do you want? Um, yeah, I think it's really smart to start this a year later as well. Uh, yeah, the big time jump. Like, oh my god, and I mean, Earth I being love, closed. I love. Wow. It's so creepy. I love that planet Earth is closed. Um, yeah, and I think it's what makes this so impactful as well. It's like I guess it kind of feeds in from the end of last week as well. But like, this is the Master isn't taking his planet. It's not like a generic alien world. You know, he's not teamed up with the Daleks on you know some planet. Uh, they're not fighting across space on an asteroid with a big laser. They're not hidden underground. It's happening. It's Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Earth's population is dying because he's killing them all systematically and they're going to go to war. It's disgusting and dark and evil and amazing. It's so good. And, like, I just think it's mental to see, like you said last week, the Master's won in this moment. In this moment, the Master has won. He carved his face into Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Come on. Of course. Yeah. I love that we pick up yeah, with him just being completely triumphalist. I did think that that scene. Where I mean, everybody loves it because of the the song that I'm not going to do a rendition of because you've already heard me sing once this episode. But um, <laughs> I did think, just fucking Jesus, imagine living with that for a year. Yeah, that's how he starts every like, day. I would just, oh my god, absolutely insufferable. Someone else who's also done with it though, and like you can tell is done with it, is Lucy. Like mm. she's still going along with it, but you can see the cogs are turning. Well. So correct me if I'm wrong, but is she meant to have a black eye? Yeah, so um, trigger warnings for abuse, of course, and all of that. But She has that because it, it it's so faint and so subtle that I feel like the implication is that he's hit her. 
And it's kind of, and I, I think that is the implication I'm kind of reading into. Okay, interesting. Because I've never noticed it, but now you've said it, it, it's so obvious to me. Hold on, I'm just looking at screenshots from the episode. Because when I was younger, I always found it really distracting and never really understood it. And as I've gotten older, I've always just assumed the implication is that the master's basically punched her or you know slapped her and given her a black eye. But it's never put focus on. She just has it throughout the episode. You know, she is. You now you've said it is so obvious. Like, I've just looked at these screenshots. I've just looked at these stills. It's not a full on black eye. It's like mostly healed, but there's little spots of that's unmistakably a black eye. Unmistakable. And, and I think it's what I like about this episode that it does very well because, of course, you know, we know what Lucy does at the end. Um, it sets up so well her kind of very quiet disdain with him. It's so but good. she has that black eye. She's so vacant through a lot of this. And obviously complicit, but so quietly vacant. And you take it last week when she's enjoying it, she's dancing along to the music, and she just looks so catatonic in this. Yeah. That yeah. I, I feel like I understand maybe some people who might feel like it's maybe not a a deep enough exploration of, of that kind of situation and relationship, but I, I think it's it's a smart idea to have her very clearly in the background having this kind of catatonic, you know, build-up of, of anger that just gets to be able to be unleashed when she's given the opportunity to take her shot. Yeah. I mean, one of my favourite shots of Lucy is when he's, like, spinning her around and dancing at the start and then he, like, pushes her away afterwards and her face is just, like, eye-roll. I'm so done with you. Like, there's a, there's a slight bit, yeah, when... Um, just before the, the gang try and enact the plan... Where he comes in and he's the master's getting like massaged by a member of staff. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's some of the implication as well is that he's basically just like fucking his way through or probably not actually having very nice or consensual sex with the people on board. But it's just kind of being a fucking horrible piece of work. But again, it's kind of theatre of the imagination, you know, she has that black eye. Yeah. He's getting random girls to give him massages in front of his wife. Yeah. 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 And it's good because I, I I feel like what yeah what that first episode did so well is kind of set up their companions. They love each other and they kind of need to love each other for her to be willing to join him in Parliament as a you know, as, yes absolutely. And yeah. then once he's allowed to just do what he likes, then when he doesn't have to hide anymore, it's just foul. Big finish. I need uh, the year of Lucy Saxon, please. That'd just be sad. <laughs> because I want to hear how they met I want to hear what happened I know yeah. you don't have to but I want to hear it and I want to hear what it was like for her being the big finish filling lots know. of gaps that I don't need being filled in so you know if they're going to do one it'd at least be one I'm slightly interested in like that <laughs> they've got the yeah they do it all the time um, but on top of like so so I'd say also about Lucy as well is that she's kind of always treated like his servant as well and uh, the master also uses like the Jones family as his servants, which is so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Like Jack is chained up in a room eating cold mashed Swede, which is just, oh, stress. That's just textural, textural and taste nightmare. And the Jones family are his servants and it's so fucked. Yeah. And you get then a little scene that I enjoy, but also the the, the gang, I've called them the gang. I've liked to call them the gang because they feel kind of like the Scooby gang. Um, they're all up to all kind of hijinks. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I enjoy how... how This is not a legitimate criticism, but I enjoy how bad they are at hand signals, where, like, 
I mean, obviously, you've got to make it obvious for for the for the viewer. But like, I think it's especially like Clive when he does it on like the mop, and then like Tish walks past, and she's just like looking so obviously down yeah, at his yeah, fingers. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, girl, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be mm, 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 mm. you're gonna fuck this operation up. It's not very subtle, but it is a very fun scene, especially because you don't know what they have planned. It's it's good. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, same with like I like the little sort of cheeky wink that Jack gives Tish when she yeah. Does her symbol. But then you get, you know, isomorphic controls. Ugh, bastard. Oh. Uh, also, an idea that then gets stolen for the James Bond film Skyfall. Yes, yes. People stealing all sorts of things from Doctor Who this week. And last what does What does um, Q call it again? He's like... It's, it's, co- it's coded. Yeah, it's coded to Bond's palm print, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Less, less of a random killing machine, more of a personal statement. That's it. Oh, I, yeah. Ben Wishaw was the best thing to happen to that series. Anyway. No, Ben Wishaw was great as Q. And then, of course, you get that hilarious scene where they had to CGI Daniel Craig's hands in because he wanted to use leather gloves for that scene. And then they realised he could be firing a gun. Uh, I didn't even notice the CGI on the hands. That's really good. Okay, question, though. I just want to get this out of the way. Speaking of the isomorphic controls, um, Tiny Doctor, so cute. Adorable. <laughs> I thought you were going to say question, which is, can someone please send me a laser screwdriver because I still can't afford one? I have one. Daniel has one. Send me one. I want, I want it. Um, yeah, Tony Doctor is amazing. The cut so it off, cute. But also amazing. Um, like, you know when he first comes out of the suit? There's like twinkly little music that plays. Yeah, and his little eyes. Do you know what he looks like? It looks like when my cat Darcy is like looking at like <laughs> looking at us when we're eating, being like, I'm so hungry, please feed me. And like being all cute. Oh, and he so looks cute. a little like E. T. Yeah, a little bit. So cute. Is it because you know that it's David in makeup and then CGI that you don't feel sorry for him? Or uh, sorry for him because I know you have a thing about old men making you sad. But Yeah, no. Do you have that disconnect because you know him. it's yeah. No, I do feel sorry for him because he's an old man. I really do. I feel sorry for him when he gets lifted up into that chair and the master calls him Gramps. Let's go on, Gramps. Yeah, it's what? so... Oh. And they're like, you know when he pushes... Well, this is before he turns into a little baby doctor. But like, when he's in the wheelchair and he like, pushes him to the side and it crashes to the side. It's like, oh no. But it's one of the best scenes of physical comedy, the whole thing, because that, that chair does not stop. And it's not even like, yeah, it cuts away. You just watch him hit the wall. It's really funny. <laughs> just like, bless him. Um... Yeah, and as well, between that as well, we also get a lovely, just cute little reference to uh, axons and sea devils. Sea devils. <laughs> I don't know so much. You might as well just... just it's, they, 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 were, they, were never, they never had a chance, did they? They're called sea devils. Poor things. No. You know? Poor things. Yeah. Was it around the time that Legends of Sea Devils was coming out? Everyone was like, oh, we don't call you land bastards. They should. We should. They should. Land bastards. Anyway, sorry. Speaking of things that are... Like I was talking about how cute the little doctor is, little baby doctor, mm-hmm. ancient doctor, whatever. I don't care. He's called baby doctor, baby doctor. Yeah. He's so baby girl. Oh my you god, little baby. Um, speaking of cute things, Tom Ellis. Okay, can Tom I, Ellis. Can, can I shock you? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of cute things, Ellie Haddington as Professor Doherty. Uh, <laughs> Adorable. I love her. Yeah, she's she's my fave. I do wish we had more of Tom Milligan. Hot take. I wish Martha stayed with Tom. Isn't this like this is like massive? This is like massive pre fame Tom Ellis as well, right? For sure. Because he's sure. in loads of things now, but of course, this is must be around a similar time as to Miranda starting. 
Yeah, it, is, it was a few years after this. Um, it was in 2009, 2010 when it started. But, um, so obviously that's where he kind of gets famous in the yeah. UK and then he's in Lucifer, is it? That's really like... Yeah, Lucifer, yeah. ...made his career as a thing. But yeah, Tom Ellis, I am free on Thursday when I'm free. My goodness me, that man is so was, fucking hot. Oh, I also wow. get him confused quite a lot with... Um, it's not my type, sorry, but I, I get him confused quite a lot. Objectively, good looking man, not my type, but I get him confused quite a lot with who's the guy who hosts the uh, Films We Buried with podcast. Oh, Brett Goldstein. Brett Goldstein. I confuse him Brett Goldstein all the time. They look identical. But I don't think they look that similar, but they have a similar vibe. Yeah, I don't know why. I just always confuse them. And as, as well, probably because they come from very similar places, like Brett Goldstein's in a couple of bit parts. He's then in, like, UK sitcoms. Then he's in movies, like. You know they've had and a similar Lasso, trajectory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Ted Lasso, isn't he? In yeah. he's in he's in Thor, isn't he? he plays um he's or, in Thor. He, or at the he's end. in yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. the end credits of Thor, whatever that one was called. Um. Also, Brett Goldstein, stunning man. My goodness me, and I love that podcast. I love that podcast so much. But yeah, just confusing my white men there. Um. But Ellie Haddington as Professor Doherty. Oh my god, she. Can we talk about her for a sec? Can we actually just yeah, discuss it for a sec? I love her character and the actor and everything. So, something I want to talk about. We're going to jump right to the end here. I just want to talk about it right now. Kind of jumping to the end, kind of jumping to the middle, whatever. Don't care. Keep it moving and grooving. Um, Martha forgiving her at the end, taking the flowers to her, even though she has no idea who she is because obviously time's been reversed and all that. Someone actually made a comment on a Tumblr post years ago, very, very big Tumblr post, and it was just saying how Martha, knowing the value of protecting your family, even though she completely betrayed her completely betrayed her like martha's like i get it and i forgive you and that is so mad and i love it that's why we love martha fucking martha jones man fuck i love martha so much and Ah. i do like i like that i like that she finds tom as well me too and again like i said i want them to stay i wish they'd stay together um because obviously it's revealed that they're together next series but then obviously she gets with him so whatever now i do love i do love ellie haddington as professor doherty i will say though i think part of the reason i feel such affinity for her is because and this is not meant as an insult at all not meant as an insult but did somebody say we don't have the time or the budget to get emma thompson involved (laughs) she's very she's very emma thompson coded she is very emma thompson coded but she is truly an amazing addition to this episode like she's very you can just tell she's very cold but also which, which is strange she's, because she, she is right you know what I mean like she is cold she's very distant she does, she's objectively you know she does a bad thing but yes she, she radiates warmth she does to me she has a warm uh, I think it's her voice she has a warm voice she does she brings me comfort she reminds me of my nan she's it's the way she kind of you don't even think she would betray her. Like you don't even. I remember the first time I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, what's she doing? Oh no, she seemed really nice. What's going on?" And then you realise the bigger picture of it. But yeah, yeah, and I think it's it's a nice reason to do it as well. It makes sense, you know. And then like capturing the sphere, that whole that whole bit, I love. Like you know, Tom shooting the gun, then grabbing it, then being able to open it, and then you just get the whole truth behind what the, who the spheres and the toclophane are. Fucking incredible. Sorry, like that is some genius, timey-wimey gorgeousness that I love. Some really good setup and payoff. It's so good. And I love that like it's uh, revealed that they have a hive mind as well. So like uh, they're able to reference Crete, you know, the skies are made of diamonds. (laughs) 
Yeah, especially because what is it? It's like six billion of them. Yeah, it? it's fucking insane. Um, and but it's the but you know what it is about the Toxfain that I love? It's their voice. It's the way they are, the way they mm. speak. Because they're very childlike, and I feel like a lot of people don't like that. But I think it makes sense when you consider that probably a vast number of them are. Yeah, well, a lot of them have been made from children. And it's mad, isn't it? They probably have access to a lot of those kind of more childlike memories. But then it's like it's the bit where they're like, "So why do you keep killing everyone?" Because it's fun. Oh, and then like Tom just shoots it in the face. My goodness, shoots it right in the face, blows it face, blows his face up. Also, the face looks a little like Davros. It does, but you know what? The puppetry is fucking amazing, isn't it? Like, oh my yeah. goodness, wow! Like the eyes. Oh my god! They must have. Maybe they got an actual person to like have I was their say, face yeah, there. They might have. Yeah, I've I've not seen the confidential. I can't say, but yeah, I feel like that's it's a, not that's in the a... confidential. It's oh, not okay. in it. But that is a good old trick. Is yeah, cutting a hole in the table, getting someone to put their head through, cover their head in makeup, and then put all the stuff around it. It bloody um, must be. I can't imagine it not being because it's it's too good. I mean, because there's there's that. I mean, I'm trying to think of like really famous examples. Probably the most famous example is um, the original Alien, right? When Ash gets his head bashed off, all the you know, all the scenes where he needs to talk, it's just Ian Holm with his head through a desk mm. with some prosthetics on. Well, there you go. But yeah, it's it's it, it's kind of giving a mix of uh, Davros and Darth Vader. It's great. Mm, yeah, especially having to un- unseal that helmet thing. Yeah, my God. Yeah. I also like, um, as well, something that I, I would just be remiss to mention, but it only takes a couple of seconds, is just before they do that as well, after you've seen the Doctor get, like, aged to a million and, you know, the Masters shot a laser at Francine and made her apologise. Which, by the way, good bit of acting there from Ajoa. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the way she, she screams sorry is quite heartbreaking every time you hear it. Sorry, um, sorry, yeah. The scene where they're all then in their cell and basically the Jones family without Martha kind of reunite together over their desire to kill the Master is so... Yeah nasty but cool I really like it like Francine and Clive are basically back together because Clive's like no I told you I'm gonna kill him and then they have like a little snog um, well I I, I right I was gonna ask you I about mean, this I assume that they've probably just having been arrested and in close proximity for a year they've probably just you know found love in each other again anyway how do you? What do you think about it though? Because at first I didn't know how I felt felt about it. I'm still a little bit confused because for some reason in my mind I think they don't stay together, and I think that's because when Martha goes home in a stolen Earth, she's her, her mum's yeah, on her own. The only character you see again is Francine. You don't see any of the other family again. Yeah, and to me that gives like, oh yeah, she's living on her own again, kind of thing. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I couldn't imagine them staying together. But I just, I guess, like if you've got. Literally, you've watched the world burn. You've got your daughter there. Even if you really hate each other, I think just having the person that someone at what one point you clearly had a lot of feelings for, you're yeah. probably gonna because otherwise you'd go insane. I think it's quite beautiful that they're able to just find each other's like love in that moment, and like it yeah, doesn't matter if they don't stay together because it's lovely. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Tish is like, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna yeah. kill him. I'm She's like, I'm going to kill him. And it is a really sick moment where Clive's like, no, I told you, don't worry, you've not, you've not got to do it, Francine. I'm going to kill the bastard. And then she's like, oh, I love you. And then they kiss. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit like, they're all really fucking sinister in that scene. Because as much as, um, you know, it's kind of annoying where it's like, that's my job. It's also like, oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, like you can tell they've had that discussion before. 
but yeah, so you get all of that. But one of my favorite things, which might come up later, is when Martha is uh, transported to one of the refugee houses, which is also the house in Turn Left. Ah. Ooh. Well, on the same street anyway. It's on the same street, I believe, in Cardiff. But um, and they're just like, oh my god, Martha, can you do it? Can you kill him? You know, and they're all just, they are absolutely have lost their minds. Everyone in the house, they're like, oh my God, because they've just had no hope for the last year. Also, I find the way they speak kind of funny because like, you know, when the master comes to find Martha and they're like, he never walks upon the ground. And it's like, who speaks like that? (laughs) I know. I quite like, I feel like they're going for some kind of like, it's quite, um, it's quite kind of biblical, isn't it? You know, it's quite sort of, it's very very hammy but quite kind of you know oh yeah he walks among us kind of like you know yeah yeah it, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it's funny i do like that guy that guy is trying to he's trying his best uh, no agreed agreed yeah. but i do love that whole bit and martha then martha Jones. Yeah. i can see you it's creepy man. come That's out and creepy. meet your master oh man <laughs> man <laughs> i could be your master and... if you so wish it but it's it's the way that like when she comes out of the house, just Freema's oh, Freema, let's Freema's acting in this. I just she carries this episode. As yeah. much as I feel like John Sim carried the last one, Freema carries this. Absolutely, no doubt. Oh yeah. It's the way she walks out of the house, her face, she's like, she just looks it's also Martha's acting in a way, because it's like she just looks so defeated. Mm. And uh she just chucks the gun, you know, the gun, onto the floor. And he shoots it up and she just looks so whatever. And then like Tom running out to protect her. I thought, oh, you silly man. But also, oh my God, so romantic. Stop it. Yeah. I just, if he didn't, if he didn't, he might've had a bit more of an outside chance if he didn't go as he run towards them. Yeah. A bit silly in it, but there you go. But I like as well that it happens. He he shoots Tom and he just kind of (laughs) goes, he thinks it's really funny. And then, yeah, like, you kind of get the sad reveal then I think that he probably wasn't actually ever going to kill Martha on the spot anyway. Exactly. So like Dom died for nothing. But yeah, then you get, you know, the, wow. I mean, this next bit, what do you say, Elliot? What, what to say? Well, what to say? Well, actually that first of all, I do just want to, just because um, I think we did mention it last week. So when I, I think when they're, when she's telling the story yes of the doctor yes i think by that point having spent a year on her own seeing what she's seen i i don't actually think that she sort of loves him anymore because you have that bit earlier on when she says to tom she's yes. like you know she's like oh there was someone but that was a lifetime ago um, i yeah i agree with I, you yeah, 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 yeah. i think the lo- i love him is more of a just generic Fondness fondness and way to sell that story to the people as well agreed i don't think it's a proper romantic declaration i think by the time this episode starts with that year time gap i think i think she starts to get over him with all the chaos he causes in last week's episode i think she's fully fully over him 100 percent by the time this episode starts i completely fucking agree with you i'm so glad you said that i i think so going into that into the last into the outro of the episode. Not outro, but the final act of the episode. Yeah, because it's a big final act with lots to say. Like, Martha's been brought into 
into the into the what's it called again? The Valiant. That's it. And she sees her family, and she remember she's not seen them for a year, and they've seen her, and they're like, oh my god. And it's the way she's just there, and Martha's like, I've got you exactly where I want you. Gonna kill Martha Jones, the 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 the, the legend of Martha. I've got her here. I'm going to shoot her. She just starts laughing, and you're like, "Oh, you're a fucking idiot, mate!" Like she's got you exactly where she wants you. Yeah. And it's th- do you know what it is for me though? It's the master's sheer curiosity to know what the fuck she's laughing at because he could have just killed Martha there, and th- and like the plan would still have gone ahead because she spread the message. She don't care. She's got mm. nothing to lose. There is nothing more dangerous than a woman who has nothing to lose, right? Or a person that's nothing to lose, and. It's his sheer fucking curiosity to just know what's so funny. And I, that's the thing. And I think like, not sort of jumping ahead too far, but I think, yeah, like going from that curiosity and him just kind of dismissing it out of hand, you know, it's like, oh, you know, praying, oh God. To when she says 15 satellites, that realisation on his face. Of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I, I'm, I'm fucked. I've got chills. Elliot, I've got chills thinking about it. I'm not even joking. The way, Mar- the way Martha says that, the way Freeman delivers that line is so good as well. But 15 satellites. And he's like, huh? What? He's speechless for the first time in the whole fucking finale. Like, yeah, so good. And I just, I know we can't touch on it already, but I just, making Martha the hero, is, it's just such a stroke of genius. It's so good. She's it's perfect. Fucking, she's so good in this moment. I mean, she's always been my hero. But now yeah. she's the people's hero. Do you know what I mean? She's the people's <laughs> princess. Are you joking? She is. Yeah. She actually is. No, but she actually is. She is. And like we were saying, it just rounds off her arc so perfectly, right? You know, the master in that moment calls her pathetic. Yeah. Basically says that she's not Rose Tyler. Which, by the way, I like the master knows about that. Um, yeah, the hell? Do you reckon that's like nights? Because he, he comes and sees the doctor a couple times in this episode in his pyjamas. Do you reckon that's like sleepless nights where he tiptoes in his dressing gown to go and speak to him? And then the doctor's like, I'll tell you about Rose. <laughs> Big finish. Um, do uh, hot girl chats with uh, the master and the tenth doctor. Yeah, <laughs> just that. But yeah, so then you get the 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 resurrection, the resurrection, the moment, the 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 floating. Let's you discuss. Know my, you know my favorite detail throughout that whole scene is. Go on. It's that really quick shot close up of. Uh, Lucy Saxon saying doctor like she's even even she is under the the hypno the hypnosis if you want to call it um I think it's a conscious choice by her do you think do you think well, yeah because I think everybody on the I think everybody on the on the deck of the valiant is making a choice to say doctor to join okay. in with everybody and I think she's making a conscious I think that's that's like a little another nod to the fact that she is not on board with the master anymore. And I think that's her consciously deciding I'm going to join in. I like that. Uh, I could be wrong. No, you're right. I'm saying you're right. You are. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure. I think it's her choice. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. That's canon. 
confirmed by me. Damn long, <laughs> come along pond. Um, but yeah, so okay, let's 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 talk about it. So there's there's a lot of I feel like the fandom's quite divided on this. We're not though. We're in unanimous agreement because we discussed it before we recorded. Fucking love this. Love the doctor floating. Love him being like, I had a year to tune myself into the psychic, uh, to the archangel psychic network and integrate with his matrices. Oh, <laughs> fucking iconic. I feel like I have. So I have a. I have a scene. I have a a, a theory about this that I did mention down that I feel like. Not that it needs explaining away in my mind, because I just think it's... I also think it's kind of high camp and it's just enjoyable to watch anyway. But yes. I do have a theory about the purpose behind the scene that will maybe make some people hate it less. Go on. I know a lot of people make a lot of fuss about it, but I, I do kind of read it slightly. So, like, well, see, the Doctor could just stand up and be resurrected and it could be fine. But when he starts levitating and then starts moving towards the master. I almost kind of, this time especially, read it as being purposefully frightening. Like, okay. Because of how scared the master is, I feel like what he's doing is he's pushing the master into this into this corner, he's frightening him, he's terrifying him, just to kind of prove a point that if he really, really wanted to, he could kill him. Oh, for sure. He's got the power of every... Yeah, he's got this insane godlike power on his side. You could probably just rip him apart. And it scares the master because, you know, the master probably... You know, the master thinks, oh, he's going to kill me. And then you have that over-the-top display of him purposely trying to kill the master just to subvert it perfectly into, I forgive you. I think it's done on purpose. I really like that theory. Yeah, he would never kill. And that's I like that as well with you know, with the reveal with Martha where she's like a gun really, and then the other doctor's like like I'd ever ask her to kill. Oh yeah, oh and like I just like he would ever kill oh. the master. He wouldn't. It's a display of power yeah. and a display of fear, but ultimately just gives him a little hug. And I do like I I'm not going to say the line because I'm sure one of us probably has it, but I do like that that line flows together really well as well. Okay, do you want me to go off now or do you want me to go off later because I have a rank coming? Okay, go off. I don't mind. Do you want me to go off? Do you want me to go off? Because I'm going to go off. Yeah, go on. So, like I say, I love the floating. It always sends absolute chills down my spine. Every time I smile when it happens. Because you're like, there's my boy. Mm, my boy's back. Back in yes, the saddle. Yes, babes. Back in the saddle, darling. There's a thing called nuance. Just to remind everyone. There's a thing called <laughs> nuance, okay? The I forgive you line. The doctor being sad when the master is shot, this whole thing, it all comes together in my thought. That's why I've jumped a little bit forward with that mm-hmm. second bit. I get why he says it. There's two levels. There's what you've said where it's like, I'm showing you how much better I am than you because I'm going to forgive you. But then there's also the other part of it with when he's upset about him dying in his arms, saying, you know, I'm going to keep him as my like pet, whatever. And I'm going to, I'm just really sad that he's died. I'm going to cry and make a fuss and all of that. Mm. To me, Sorry, this is my opinion. For me. For you. This is a massive slap in the fucking face. And it annoys me and pisses me off. Because after everything the master did, he enslaved Martha's family. He killed over a tenth of the population and more died because of obviously all the devastation that happened. The absolute suffering and pain he caused to the human race... And you're going to fucking sit there and say, I forgive you and act like he's the most important thing in the world to you. How about you go fuck yourself? Had enough. Had enough. I just don't think any of it's literal, though. 
I think no I know but I just oh it just again it's like not considering anyone else's feelings again but again like the, like the frust like the frustration and the crying and I don't think it's sadness at the death of a friend I think it's it's anger and frustration uh, like I said to you I think that you know it's it, it's ironic really that's sort all of the best victory the master ever actually gets over the doctor is dying because yeah he knows that yeah. you know no matter what he does that's the last thing he would want to happen or to or to have to yeah. see um yeah. and i think it, it's it's such a despicable cold moment where he just chooses not to regenerate because it's going to cause the doctor a lot more pain and i think yeah i think the frustration and the crying at that moment i think is more about how he stopped him, but he's won. He's still won. Right. Okay. I hear you, actually. I do hear you. Because, especially especially because the Master's last line, which I do love, is just the, you know, where he just goes, wow, look at that. I win. And then I think, I, I, I also get the read on it being sort of just like, you know, no, oh, there's another Time Lord, and oh, God, I can't be the only one. And I, you know, obviously, David, uh, yeah, tend to say we're the only ones left. Um, and I can see it kind of being read as him being like, because we can go around and we can do all these things together. And, you know, I, I'm not as down for that. I just think it's, it's anger and frustration at him getting another victory. And also definitely that kind of, they were they were friends. Because they were friends. I don't know about the modern can of the show, but they were always meant to be close friends. And remember the Axons? Although please don't remember the accents because it's not a good episode. But remember the accents <laughs> and the Daleks. Uh, but yeah, and and it just helps. I think again, I'm not necessarily saying you have to like the individual character moment per se, but I also think it just helps reinforce that loss of the time war and eventual time war victorious arc. It's all building towards a very purposeful place for the tenth Doctor in my mind. Okay, do you know what? I actually hear everything you say and completely agree. Do you know what? Listen, hey, maybe you've <laughs> partially changed my mind. But here's the thing. It's it's all about nuance, guys. It's nuance. You know, I also think what you've said has also made me think of something else. I think it's also partially frustration at the whole situation. Like, why did you have to do this? Why did you have to do all of this? I'm so upset with you. Yeah, especially because a lot of the time in last week's episode and in Utopia, there's lots of like him being so desperate that he just tries to appeal to his humanity, right? He's just like, yes, 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 please yes, yes. don't do this. I'm asking you not to do this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it almost feels like it's that again, isn't it? You know, previously he's saying, don't do this. Don't, don't run away in the TARDIS. Let's, yeah, let's talk. Please, I'm asking you properly. Don't open the paradox machine don't bring all these people down i'm asking you please properly nicely just stop it and then in that last scene please i'm asking you don't don't die on purpose don't yeah. do it just don't yeah. do it just to win i think as well that's part of it as well it's the frustration of going you know you don't need to do this just to make a point you don't need to die just yeah, to get a yeah. victory over me but that's why the doctor is the the bigger man yeah because I'd literally rather die than win, than lose which i mean kind of iconic like <laughs> yeah yeah do you know what? I love that discussion we've just had. I I just this is why again, nuance exists. Wow, who would have yeah, thought like, it? We might we, I was... we we like a lot we like a lot of the same things, right? This series has been full of a lot more disagreement. But what I like is that even within liking the same things, 
we're, we're our own individual people with our own experiences, our own tastes, and we have yeah. different takes on pieces of media. Even the same media, and even if we like it, we have different takes on why we like it yeah. and why different things don't work for us. I really like that moment, but it's fine if other people don't. I think the the moment's very powerful, and I think it's a bad moment, but I think everything yeah. you've said is absolutely, absolutely on point. But I also think the points I've made are... I, it's still my yeah, truth, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're like no one's, no one's, no one's invalid for having an opinion. Yeah, there, you know, like I won't, I won't ever understand, I won't ever understand the perspective. But you've made your, you made your case. That's fine. That's your truth. You live it. It's fine. Because if anything, I'm always on Martha's side. <laughs> True. And always, well, you know, we also we both like the levitating, and no one else likes that. So you know, we're being different. I love I love hot girl levitating. I love, you know, that's my religion. The doctor is my religion. That is my that is my god <laughs> right there. So, a couple of like I guess like little individual points then just before we get to like the actual end end of the episode because there's a couple of things that Absolutely. happen there that's not encompassed in this big umbrella of of chat that we're making there. Um I love the sort of very subtle character growth of Francine just kind of being unable to shoot the master. Oh my goodness me. She goes from striking me as someone who would be completely able to shoot him in the face to just not being able to do it. Um, because do you know what it is? It's a mix of emotions because one, it's like you've taken me for a fall. You made me believe you and um you've embarrassed me and you've made my life living hell. Mm. But then on top of that, it's like because I get where where Francine's coming from. I'd probably be doing the same thing. Not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like no. it would, I I would see that gun and go, I'm going to fucking shoot this bastard. Do you know what I mean? And Tem being like, you're better than him, which she is, tenfold. But then you just get the perfect resolution of that with, well, for now, with Lucy and her hmm. dead vacant expression. Is it vacant? Is that the word? Vacant? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing there. Is there really? She's just yeah. She just fucking shoots the bastard and it's no one else should have done it other than her and i mm-hmm. love that uh yeah and i love that even when jack runs over to take the gun from her she's not like resisting he just kind of can slide it out of her hands because she's not even yeah, paying yeah, attention. Yeah. yeah yeah she's just like i had it just happened it came within her to do it and you know i just love that she did that i love it as you should lucy as you should yeah and i also i i like i like joe's delivery of when they're like um Oh yeah, yeah, because the, they're like, "Oh, what are you gonna do with him?" And then you know, Tish is like, "We execute him." And then Claude's like, "Yo, we should kill him." And then Doctor's like, "No, no, 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 you know, uh, we can't do that." And then yeah, that cut to where she picks up the gun. She goes, "Oh, I think so." I think so. Yeah. Oh, a Joa man. The tears. I love that woman. Upsetting. I love Francine Jones. Also, while I'm here, a lot of people again on TikTok just love because we did um. We've done a TikTok about Francine and the amount of comments about saying people who don't like her, okay, get out of my face. I don't care. I didn't ask. Yeah. I just again I don't understand I don't understand people it's like it's like the it's like the breaking bad problem with like people who hate Skylar, right? Where it's like none of these characters are good characters. You're not meant to necessarily be on side with all of the things that she does as a character. But also she's married to a man who has literally murdered a child. Like, spoiler alert for that show, but you know what I mean? She's like, she's married to a drug kingpin. Like, how is she the one that you're taking the most frustrations out with? And same with Francine, right? You know, she exists in a show where lots of people do lots of terrible things. And, you know, everything she does is baked into her character and she has reasoning for it and she does grow and change as a person. But people can't see that. 
because they hate they hate to see a girl boss winning. Exactly, and also it's the comparison to Jackie that drives me fucking mental. Yeah, One, they're... they are completely different people, and that's why this. You know, I know it's we'll talk about it more next, but that's why this series works so well, and why I like Martha and her family so well is because they are so different from the Tylers. Absolutely, and you know, I love Jackie. You know that, and their um, their her emotional complexity kind of revolves around. Rose and her childhood and, you know, how they kind of cope without having Pete around and how she's dealt with as a single parent, whereas this deals a lot more with, like, you know, Francine being protective and how protective is overprotective and, you know, you kind of have to trust Martha as an adult, but also you have to know when you think your child's in danger. It's a completely different character arc. There is no point comparing Jackie and, and Francine at all. Or Sylvia. Exactly, and also... Um, let's not forget, because a lot of people's excuse to be like, yeah, but um, she betrayed Martha and the Doctor and gave them up to Saxon. One, one, she was trying to protect her child because of the reasons we said in the Lazarus experiment. Go listen to that. Two, let's not forget, Jackie also gave up the Doctor in Aliens of London, World War Three. Yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah, and it's like we said last week as well, you know, like in that moment when she, you know, she's fully cooperating with Saxon's men and the police, you're not meant to like her. You know I mean, you're meant to be watching that and going, oh, good for Francine. But you're meant to understand why she's making that choice. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, yeah. and I hate saying this, but if you can't understand why she's making those decisions, you're watching TV wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how to watch media. Well, thank you for uh, indulging me. Though. I'm just going to get off my plinth now. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, it's off. good. You know, it's it's nice as we're kind of getting towards the end of the series. You know, I, I'm sure there'll be more generalised discussions next week, but it's nice to have some kind of Look, you know, we're here at the end. Absolutely. This is why we like Francine. And if you don't, I just kind of think that you either have some problems with how you think about women and maybe women of colour, um, or yep. you're just an idiot who can't watch TV, right? Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it baffles my head. But um... On a completely stupider, lighter note, though, I do yeah, love, yeah. I do, <laughs> I do love that given the first opportunity, the master tries to fucking leg it. Yeah. Again, feels and very Jack's classic. Jack's like, whoa, big fella. But feels very classic going? series that he's just a bit like, I see my exit. Oh, uh-huh, and just runs off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that would happen <laughs> all the time. Yeah. The doctor and the brigadier are having a cup of tea, and then the master just like dives out the back of the truck that they're in and just runs off. And they're like, ah, we'll get him next time. You fiend. Um, <laughs> speaking of Jack, though, something, this is again another light note and a really random moment, but it always gives me joy. And it's so, I don't know, what's the word? Like, just it's just iconic is when Jack opens up the door with the, the army men with him and he's mm. shooting up the toclophane and his face is like, Ooh, and it's so cool. And then when he opens the TARDIS door, shuts it, leans against it, looks at the paradox machine, gets the gun and just shoots it the fuck up. It's like, yeah, yeah. I love it. I, I love it I so love, much. Yeah, when they're going to the TARDIS as well. And that guy's like, they're, they're going to slaughter us. And Jack goes, yeah, happens to me a lot. It's so good. Because he knows he can just get stabbed to death on his way in. They'll be fine. <laughs> More little moments, just while we're here. Um, mm-hmm. When time's reversing, uh, mm. and the, the doctor says, time is reversing, and then him and Martha are like, holding hands on the floor, and the way they smile at each other, ugh, my heart. My the, way, heart. the way David goes, ha! <laughs> yeah, I love his ha. Ha! So I, good. I, I do really like, because I, I enjoy the, um, the doctor and the master, they, uh, the master tries to get away with the vortex manipulator. And they have that sort of little 
they have like a basically like a physical altercation on top of that cliff side. Yeah, on the cliff. Yeah. Um, which I like because awful color bit... grade. Awful color oh, grade. Oh, it looks oh rubbish. It looks rubbish. Um, but like it looks like they're cell shaded. Um, <laughs> but I like that. I like that scene. I like that. You know, it's another sort of physical fight between the Doctor and the Master, which you don't get very often. It sort of reminds me of survival yeah. a little bit. Um, but my favorite thing is then when they use the vortex manipulator to come back, the Doctor basically beams back into Martha's arms. It's so cute. She like doesn't, she like doesn't know that he's there, and she turns around, and he just kind of falls into her, and he's like, "Oh, how are you doing?" It's oh, it's so sweet. Do you know what though? I I love so obviously time starts reversing because Jack shoots up the paradox machine, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. If we're wrong, Toz, whatever. Um, we're concentrating on more important things. The fact that the fact that Freema's dressed in a completely different outfit throughout the whole episode. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so yeah. good. I love that outfit. Love that. And also the fact she's got eyeshadow on. A girl knows when to slay, beat the face, slay the face. Um, but yeah, when, I like that time reverses because in Doctor Who, you have to have some kind of a happy ending and you can't make everything that bleak. You can't leave it that bleak. You can't. You yeah, just can't. Like, how would you, how would you reverse? Yeah, like, how, how would you not reverse everything that happened? But you know what I mean? How would you keep a strong continuity whilst also having uh, that amount of the population wiped out? You just, you couldn't. You couldn't, no. Um, you know, and I think. And some people yeah, having... may say that's silly, but I don't care. I don't care. No, I, I think, I think it works. It's the only resolution you can have. And I think it. And then, of course, they have the the smart decision to mean that all of the characters who are on board the Valiant can remember as well, because that then means that if they need to bring it up, they need to mention it, it needs to be used for future. They can, because they can all remember yes. it. And it means yes. that all of our core characters get character growth from it, but the rest of the general population don't have to have been affected by it. That's a very smart move. I really like it. Um, you know, trauma for everyone else, like therapy yeah. incoming, but, you know, plot in it. <laughs> but then, yeah, we get... I'm going to bring it up because I know you want to bring it up, but yeah. the master is dying in Ten's arms. We get that gorgeous transition into the mm. where the quarry was, where they recorded before. <gasps> what? Yeah. And um, the doctors are burning the master on this like wooden stack. So it's, yeah, it's like a funeral cool. pyre, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 word. That's word. It's um, uh, and very very return get... of the Jedi. Oh no, it is. Um, but then you get this is Gallifrey playing, and wow, mm-hmm. wow, that shot, wow. yeah, that shot of David walking away from the pyre, where like half of his face is in shadow, half his face is lit up with flame, is really cool. Yeah, but then, but then, but then, the ring gets taken, Master's ring gets taken. Ugh. Yeah, why some fingernailed hands? And I love that as it gets picked up as well. You get like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. great. Yeah. I don't like where it goes, but great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Save it. <laughs> save it. Um, but yeah, I like, I like that as like just a little tease. He's not, he's not fully gone, but I, it's a good ending. Um, yeah. And I love a funeral pyre. They just look epic and cool. Whatever you see. They them. do. So Darth they Vader do. burning away on a funeral pyre and the mask. Stunning. Um, now I've got a really controversial hot take. Oh, here we go. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Because I, I, uh, you're gonna hear what I hear. So, uh, obviously, unanimously, we all love the scene. Where we find out that Jack is the face of Bo, right? Yeah. Everybody loves it. I love it. It's brilliant. It. I was about sends... to say. I was like, "Don't tell me you don't no, like no, it." No, oh I love God. it. It sends, sends chills out my spine. Oh, every time I hear it, it's such a beautiful scene. But I think that could have been the last time we ever saw Jack 
Ooh. It rounds off everything that he provides. And I've not seen the rest of Torchwood, I know. But it rounds off everything that he provides for the show so well. And you've got, you can go, this is where he starts, this is where he helps the Doctor, and, you know, he's going to live all this time, and he will be the face of Bo. Obviously, yes, there's a lot of time between him being a normal human being and then turning into just a big face, face in a jar. But I just think he gets kind of like a little perfect round off to his character arc. And I feel like I don't ever need to see him again if I don't want to. I completely agree. Only caveat that, like I said, we've got series two and Children of Earth to come. No, and we're all like day, but we don't talk I, about that. I will have fun with the character if ever he's brought back. You know, I don't, I don't, even the two Chibnall episodes that he's in, I think, you know, he's, ha- he's having fun. I don't mind him being there. I just, and I will enjoy series two of Torchwood, no doubt. It just, for me, that feels like the definitive end of the character. You find out his fate yeah. and... It should have been left alone, in my opinion. I do kind of agree, though, because it's, it is it is a kind of perfect round-off. It's lovely. Just want to say, though, th- this reveal is so perfect. Like, I remember when, on Confidential, they were talking about it on Confidential, and, like, they were, like, screaming over it, um, like David and John and all of that. But I, what I find really funny about this, because my dad, mm. he's not the biggest Doctor Who fan. He knows it, and he likes it, and he'll watch it when it's on telly. But he, to this day, at least once a year, he'll go, oh my God, that, that, that plot twist, that reveal with Jack being face of bow is good, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Every, every year since it's come out, he will reference it. I really wish that I could go back and experience that for the first time. Me too. Because it's so good. And it just every, it ties everything together so well. Like how he knows he's not alone. Yeah. Time you I mean. Love Russell! It. Yeah, and I can imagine, yeah, like being part of the cast or crew, or whatever, and reading through the script and just like flicking to that page and reading through the dialogue and just going, "Oh my god!" But then you go that one amazing scene, and we go into another amazing scene, which we already kind of touched on at the start. But Martha getting out—one of my favorite little details, though, from that is when. When when she does her first goodbye, which is quite not said everything that she wants to say, and they kind of go a bit amicably, the hug that he gives her, ten face, he looks so heartbroken. He does. He re- he really does he look looks heartbroken. Really really sad. Whereas she looks like she's sort of she looks really happy. She looks like she's having a great time. You know, sort of thanks for the memories. Kind of you know, oh this is good. And he looks like he's gonna cry. It's the way though that ten's realization, like. He's like, oh, let's go do Agatha Christie. I bet she's brilliant. And it's David's perfect acting when he's like, okay. And she's like, I can't. And like, just the realist, oh, the, that, oh, oh, wow, wow. Yeah. Speechless. Yeah. I'm speechless. It's much speechless. better than her coming in and just going, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. Having him just realise it's so much better. It's wonderful acting, wonderful direction. It's just great. And that whole speech and it's like just good for you girl good for you and i love it's a subtle moment as well because she kind of plays it off as a joke but when she says oh, i i you know i spent i spent all that time thinking i'm second best um yeah just kind of pokes him in the stomach but i i love that because it, it's true right i think she felt completely undervalued and she's now realized she did and she was she did and she, she was. is she is martha jones um, the woman who saved the earth, like yeah, and I, it's a you know I'm sorry if it's one of your lines, but it's also going to be one of my lines as well. So I'm going to say it now because I'll take the opportunity away from both me and you. When um, 
you know, when she says, all these years I spent training to be a doctor, now I've got people I need to look after. Oh, it's good, isn't it? It's good. love. Uh, how can people, how can people hate that? What the fuck's wrong with people? What's wrong with like, you? Like, what is, like, Martha Jones is my favourite companion. She just is. I'm sorry. Like, for me, she is my absolute favourite. And I just love her with all of my being. I could cry talking about Martha Jones. I just love her so much. We are the MDL, the Martha Defence League. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this podcast is the MDL. Like, I love this because she she isn't... She's direct. She's a little bit harsh. But she's just firm in her statement and it's perfectly done. Yeah. No notes. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you also then get the, you know, you not that you'd think it'd be too cutting or too mean anyway, but then she gives him the flip phone. Yeah. I'm not having you disappear. It kind of gives you that little bit of, yeah, you know, like we're still friends. I, I like you, but, you know, I need you to know that you've hurt me and I can't go with you anymore. We need a break. We need a little moment. I need, I, I need to yeah. not look at you for a bit. And I like that. I yeah, really like I love that. the you know when when that rings if if it rings if that uh, if it rings when it rings you know what I mean you yeah, know yeah what I'm I know saying. what you're saying yeah, if yeah, it yeah. rings when when it when. rings yeah but yeah I just love the fact that she's like I genuinely need a bit of space from you I don't want you out of my life but for right now I just can't I can't do this and then she went and, and then in my head canon is that she goes to have a massive power nap because my goodness me <laughs> she goes she goes to buy some more clothes for like a wardrobe. Um, yeah, she still wears that fucking jacket in the last scene. Oh my god! Oh, the cursed jacket. What I love as well is just it's. She gets a happy ending. She does, and it's rare, especially for Russell. Exactly, and but and and she has the high ground. She is in control, and she walks away that beautiful, gorgeous, amazing shot I want tattooed on my forehead of her stepping outside the TARDIS, stopping. You know. And she walks off because she's like, no, I'm doing this and walks off. And you're like, yes, Martha. Yes. And, and I know it takes the moment away from Martha somewhat. But I mean, every time what what gets me is because the, the score, so Martha triumphant is beautiful. Yeah. But there's that moment where it really swells and kicks in after she's left and you get David yeah. leaning against the console, just looking really lost. I love it, though. I and do it love just, it, though. Uh, that's the bit that breaks my heart every time. But guess what, guys? She won't be gone for long. We'll be talking about her again soon. Thank God, because I love her so much. Honestly, I, Ellie, I do feel sad that like, well, obviously we have our series three breakdown coming, but yeah, I, I'm i so sad to not be talking about Martha anymore because I love talking about her. I know. We're going to have to make the most of her in the four episodes that she's in series four. No, yeah. five. Yeah, absolutely. Five. No, five Ooh. episodes. Yeah, because she's yes, in- Yes, five, five. Yeah. Poison, Poison Sky, Sontaran Stratagem, Doctor's Daughter, Soul Nerf, Journey's End. Yeah, five episodes. Yeah, five. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, love her. Um, but then we get Booth, Titanic. What? 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 Come on, uh, maybe, you know what, I'm going to end series three on a, a tss, ooh, hot take. Go on. Because it wouldn't be me without some spicy opinions. Um, I, you know, I love the, I love the, what? 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 It's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, you have to set up the Christmas special. I understand. However, I think the emotion is, is just, it's so there in the end of that scene. The gag just kind of ruins it for me. I could do without the gag. 
like I do get what you're saying. Like series four, where it just ends with him crying in the TARDIS, covered in rain. There's no, oh, watch out for the Christmas special. You know, he just is in the TARDIS looking sad. I feel like this series needed that moment. In my opinion, I feel like it's just undercut slightly by the Titanic thing. The Titanic thing's funny. It made me laugh on broadcast. I remember all of us laughing. It's very funny. But going back and rewatching it, I think we should have been just allowed to stew in that emotion a little more. Uh, do you know what? You've said that. I had something completely opposite right I said the Titanic cliffhanger is great because it's very shocking. You're like, what the fuck? Why is the Titanic there? But I actually agree with you. I actually n- now agree with you. It is still good. It's still great. It is very funny. It's a really good way to set up a Christmas special. I just feel like if I was, if they'd shot two, ver- you know, if they'd, if they'd shot it and I was watching it and they asked me to, not that they ever would, because that would be crazy and insane, but if they asked me to do a second pass of the edit, I would look at it and I would say, honestly, I, I would just say, cut, cut the Titanic thing out. We don't need an explanation for the start of the Christmas special. Just. Or have or have that start of the Christmas special, but get rid of it because the emotion there is just so perfect. But that's because I'm a fucking Martha girly and I love how series three ends. So The MDL. We continue our mission. Series three for me... Uh, yeah, is just rounded off very perfectly. But uh, we'll get to yeah. general thoughts and opinions next week. Absolutely. Absolutely we will. So we are at the wrap up where we talk about our standout moment, what didn't work, our most doctory moment, our most mastery moment and our favourite quote slash quotes. Elliot, darling, you know the drill. Tell me, what's your standout moment? Jesus, it's even harder than it was last week, I think. Um, I'm just going to be lazy. Just say the, the whole... Uh, okay, right, no, I'm not going to be lazy because I was going to say the whole third act. I'm not going to be that lazy. It's, it's, this is me getting out. You know how much I love that. You know how, from the start of series one, I was like, can't wait to talk about, this is me. Getting out. Love it. About you, I have two. Ooh, one of them is snap, snap, the Martha, Martha getting out, because of course it is. Second one is the Doctor scene, the Doctor, Doctor, the floating, because it always mm. gives me, sends me chills, sends me chills. Gives, I have chills up my spine. So, what didn't work for you? Again, very hard actually to find anything. So I'm going to go on brand with what I said last week, which is. Just, you know, the occasional weird editing choice. Flashbacks to things that we've literally seen in this episode. I don't need a flashback to Martha saying, oh, you know, know your enemy. Because when I watched that earlier, that's a good bit of foreshadowing. If you mention it yeah. again, it's not foreshadowing. Uh, you're just yeah. spelling it out. Again, I know it's for children. They find added clarity helpful. It's fine. I just think it's a bit weird and kill some of the pacing. But that is the nittiest of picks. Because yeah. ultimately that doesn't really matter. What about you? I have a feeling, but what about you? I actually don't have one. Nice. I cannot think of one, and I'm not going to sit here and try and think of one if I can't think of any. No, I mean, like literally, that's the, like that is just. I know that I when we were doing the recording last time, and I was just like, eh, I'll probably have the same complaint about next week. I mean, yeah, I do, but it's for one scene, so it's hardly a complaint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I just, I, I, I've really tried, and I can't think of anything. Same. So, what's your most doctory moment then? I feel like there's one really obvious choice. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go with it. I'm gonna say it is. Because there are a couple of moments I really like, and some I've already mentioned, but I feel like it's in the face of everything. Being old, beat down, kept in a tent and fed straw and water. Um, 
still coming up with plans, still trying to save the universe. He's got yep. gumption. He's full of beans. Full of beans. And I love that for him. What about you? Mine is, so all of that stuff's happened. You know, the time, time's just been reversed. It's Everyone's exhausted, but he has time to greet, uh, you know, Martha's dad. Oh, hello, you must be Mr. Jones. I love that. So good. So <laughs> perfect. And of course, there are so many like good Doctor moments in this. You know, I think, again, like forgiving the Master and grieving. I think reminding the Master that he would never have asked Martha to kill is yeah, very yeah, yeah. doctor That's a good but, one, yeah. yeah. But it's good. Those are good choices. And I do love that moment. So what's your most mastery moment? I have a feeling we may snap on this. Not going to lie. I don't know. It's hard, man, because there's so many of them. But I think probably if I had to, if someone said to me, how would you describe the master? I would say the master is the kind of man who to win a moral victory over his enemy would rather die. Yep. Like, exactly. it's too prototypical, isn't it? You know, there are so many other moments that I love of the master in this. You know, I love his dancing. I love all of his chaotic energy. But that, I think, is if, if I could still the master down into its perfect essence for somebody who didn't know who the master was, I would say he's the kind of man who would rather die in the arms of the doctor because he knows it'll piss him off. Absolutely. That's mine. So yeah, refusing to regenerate is very mastery just to win. And you know what? We love a stubborn bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bullet regenerate. No, I refuse. I love our John, John Sim again, just the the cuts in that scene are really good as well. I like that kind of when he says, I refuse and it kind of same cuts into his eyes it's very yeah it like goes into a much more intense close-up the cutting in that scene is very good so favorite quote slash quotes i have quite a few this week. i have i have a couple i have one that is probably my standout though okay well let's do tit for tat so okay. should i go first yeah go on then this is more of like amazing dialogue I mean, that's what favourite quotes are, but do you know what I mean? Like, It's very much about how it's written and the, the form of the sentence I really love, which is, my masterpiece, Doctor, a living TARDIS, strong enough to hold the paradox in place, allowing the past and the future to collide in infinite majesty. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, It's a good line. It's a really good line. My, if I had to pick one only, which I'm not going to, but this would be like the, the primo line, is uh, I think just after Martha leaves the house and he's going to take her on board the valiant and uh, the master sister almost dawn martha and planet earth marches to war nice i like that it's creepy man i like it i like it a lot uh my next one is very long so you're just gonna have to buckle in because i'm not shorting it down i tried to shorten it down can't do it don't care won't do it I travelled across the world, from the ruins of New York to the fusion mills of China, right across the radiation pits of Europe, and everywhere I went, I saw people just like you, living as slaves. But if Martha Jones became a legend, then that's wrong, because my name isn't important. Uh, Side note, it is, because you're the fucking icon and the best person ever. Anyway, there's someone else, the man who sent me out there, the man who told me to walk the earth, and his name is the Doctor. He has saved your life so many times, and you never even knew he was there. He never stops, he never stays, he never asks to be thanked. But I've seen him, I know him, I love him, and I know what he can do. Clap! Pat on the back, that is beautiful, that is gorgeous. Mwah. Mwah. Beautiful. Um, 
I think I did kind of mention it briefly as well, but I do just love the wording of days of old, Doctor, you had companions who could absorb the time vortex. This one is useless. It's really harsh, isn't it? It's really cutting, yeah. And wrong. And just wrong. And that leads beautifully into my last one. Oh, I love when we do that. I love it when we do that unplanned. The Doctor. Thank you, Martha Jones. You saved the world. Martha. Yes, I did. I spent a lot of time with you thinking I was second best, but you know what? I am good. Oh, <laughs> and it's the way, it's the way Freeman delivers that line as well, like half in tears, just like, oh man, and the little point on the chest, like you said earlier. My God, my God. I do love, I do love uh, when Martha's revealing the plan and the master asks, faith and hope, is that all? Then followed by, she says something else and he says, is that your weapon? Prayer. Love that. Um, and again, I did mention it briefly, but I love just when David's levitating. He says, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. And the master says, you can't do this, it's not fair. The doctor says, you know what happens now. You wouldn't listen because you know what I'm going to say. I forgive you. I love the continuation of that throughout the episode as well. Like, you know what I have one thing to say to you. And he's like, nope, I'm not going to listen to you. And it just keeps yeah. coming up, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we've already said that's me getting out. You know, I love the, you mean you're just going to keep me? Because that really makes me laugh. But undoubtedly, to end on, and again, we did kind of touch on it, but just have to make everyone rejoice in the majesty that is the Master's final lines in this three-parter, which is, how about that? I win. Cold as fuck. Yeah, and now that we've done that, we've got to get to the knit and the grit, which is our ratings for last week's episode, The Sound of Drums, and this week, Last of the Time Lords, and then an overall rating for the two-parter in general. So, Elliot, my lovely, The Sound of Drums, what are you giving it out of five? Five. Nice, nice. Damn liar. The Sound of Drums, what are you giving it out of five? A four. Ooh, controversial. Yeah, yeah. No, I've said this before, anything above a three is really good. Really, really good. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Last of the Time Lords, babe, out of five. Hit me with it. Five. Hey, 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 hey. I gave it a 4.5. Nice. Yeah. Just just about. Almost there. And now overall, what are you giving the Series 3 finale? Even though it is a three-parter technically, but we're just going to concentrate on the last two episodes. What are you giving it out of five? Well, you know, I think being fair and balanced overall, it probably evens out about a three out of five. I'm kidding, it's a five, baby. Yeah, full marks, Three fives, straight through. Three-parter. Bam, bam, bam. Three fives. Look at them all there. Love it. And maybe not because of how they work individually, but boy, how do they all come together as three-parter to just make my favourite finale in the series. I'll say it. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. What about you? What are you giving the overall two-parter out of five? I know the mathematics and the facts would say <laughs> I'd be giving it a four out of five because that's what it would average to. But I don't care because I make the rules. It's a 4.5 for the whole thing. That's fair enough. What, um, would, would, it be, would it be prejudiced if you added Utopia into it? Would that bump it up, do you think? Oh, or no, it'd be a five then. A if it was a three-parter, yeah. it would be a five. Absolutely. Yeah. Mine wouldn't shift regardless yeah. because all, all three of them, Utopia... Sound the drums, last the time, lords. Fives. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous stuff, my friend. <laughs> and may I say our most controversial opinions yet. People are gonna hate people are gonna hate this. <laughs> and my god, if you think it 
it's controversial here. Wait for series five. My God. <laughs> uh, yeah, and honestly, actually, to be fair, wait till series four because I, I like I like Donna. I like a lot of series four, but I feel like series three there are a lot of individual episodes that I just don't actually vibe with that much compared to other people. Mmm. Mmm. I know so there might be some more disagreements going for series four, but we can all agree that Donna is the queen. However, do you want to? Just before I go into wrapping up, telling the people where they can find us, how they can support us, maybe just break down what the next few weeks are going to look like before we do Series 4 yeah. for them. Perfect, yeah. So the way it's going to look over here at Cap is next week we're going to do a Series 3 breakdown. Then we're going to take a short little break, just a week, just a week, just to gather ourselves, you know, sort ourselves out. And then we're going to come back with a big one, Torchwood Series 2, overview oh, yes yes for those of you who like our bumper length episodes we're gonna do the whole of series two probably in the exact same way we did our sarah jane episode and the series one of torture and the series episode one as well one. yeah so get ready get your box sets flared up get iplayer flared up watch series two of tortured if you need reminding that's coming and then we will be heard um heard um talking about the Voyage of the Damned. Honestly, love. I love that Hula La took Voyage of the Padamned. That's never going to be beat. Never going <laughs> to beat that. So, um, yeah, so we're going to yes. talk about Voyage of the Damned after that. And then Series 4, of course. So, yeah, get ready. you got to so, be ready. See, very excited for Series 4. Everybody's very excited for Series 4. But you have three individual episodes of differing content to tide you over until we get into Series 4 proper. Yeah, don't be greedy. Yeah, stop it. I was aware that people sometimes get upset that we don't talk about episodes of things like Sarah Jane or Torchwood individually, but hey, you know, maybe one day in the future um, we will. But for now, it's just so much more manageable doing a two-hour overview than it is doing a whole lot of series. Absolutely. Well, that, my friends, my veritable chums, brings the curtains down on another wonderful episode of the Come Along Pod podcast. I hope you had fun. We sure did. If you like what you heard and you want to support the show, you can do so over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash come along podcast. We have one tier. It's three pounds. It's the companion tier. And for that, you get a shout out on the show. Just like River, like Bulldozer 7113, like Jason, like Becca Judson Smith, like Abby Potts, like Jack Wilson, like Ben Summersall, like Miria Sarah, and like Grace. They've all pledged to us. We love them. They are keeping the show alive. Beautiful, beautiful people. However, don't want to make a monthly recurring donation? That's fine. You can. Shout out to the price of a cup of coffee over on Kofi. Kofi.com forward slash come along pom podcast. You can give me one. Just give down one. Or give both of us one if you're nice. That KO-FI forward slash come along pom podcast. You can just make one off donations there. However, if you want to support the show, but you don't want to spend money on us, I don't blame you. You can email in because it's 1997. If you want to be as cool as Pierce, as Brody, as Michaela, you can... Send us an email. We will read it out on air and we will enjoy your words. I'm sure. Sorry if we still haven't got to you. We will eventually. However, Digital Sphere, more your thing, not a problem. We're over on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash come along pond DW. We post once a week when an episode goes live. However, you tag us in things, you make little stories about us, whatever. We will interact. We will engage. We do love it. We're just not super active over there. Where we are active, fun little vignettes, little stories, cute little momos. TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash come along pom podcast. It's got our highlights, our lowlights. I know if you're listening to this, you've heard the TikTok because that's where you come from. But share it with your friends. Watch more. Like other things, I guess. However, your one-stop shop 
Oh, baby. Reels. Stories. Posts. Polls. Q&As. Lives. It's Instagram. Over there, we are most active. You want to get updates about the show, what we're doing, what episodes we are tackling next. If you're confused and can't remember what order we're doing things in, you're going to know that that's when we're doing Torture Series 2. We're going to ask for opinions. Send us a DM, we might get back to it. It's your one-stop shop for knowing everything you need to know about CAP and our progress. That is Instagram.com forward slash come along pom podcast. We've got the same art everywhere. You can't miss us. But with all of that being said, Damla... It's been lovely being joined by you. For the for the finale of Series 3, it's been so, so lovely being joined by you. Honestly, guys, I've had so much fun. I mean, I always have fun with this podcast, but this series especially has been so interesting and like we really feel like we found our feet now um, and I've just had so much fun. I've had so much fun. It's been the best series so far and I'm sure we'll only go from strength to strength. And that's because of you. You, yes, you, now listening to this in your room alone. It's you. We wouldn't be anywhere without our listeners and like the fact, the amount we've grown, the amount of support we receive, the lovely messages, you know, everything like that. Just, my God, grateful as hell. Insane. You're all insane. We love you. Incidentally. But now it's time it to get out. Speaking to, it's time to get out. Get away. Go on. It's over. <laughs> Incidentally, it's been lovely chatting to all of you at home as well. And we give you air from our lungs. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Take care. See you later. See ya. Take care. Oh, bless him. Look at him. Look at him going. Look. Bye. See ya. Oh, thank you.